0: It's time now for the Todd Leonard Show. Leave those negative stories behind as we focus on the positive and hear from those who give back and help others. Let's start your day with some inspirational stories. Now, here's your host, Todd Leonard. Good morning, everyone. First of
1: all, I want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day. You know, today is a special day for all the dads, all the families out there. And I reflect very often about my late father. He lost a courageous battle of pancreatic cancer in 2009. And I think about the life he lived and the man he was. And I do my very best to try to make my dad proud. And I think about all the wonderful things he taught me in his wonderful life. He was a caring guy. He was really generous. And he had that magic. He could walk into a room and light it up. And he had a huge heart. And even though he was very, very ill, unfortunately, with pancreatic cancer, he gave people hope. I can remember like it was yesterday. We're at the Carol Simon Cancer Center right there in Morristown, New Jersey. And there would be a support group. And my dad would walk around the room with his captain's hat on and would give everybody hope. And he gave me hope. And it made me so proud because I knew the battle my dad was in. But he was a fighter. And he was the kind of man that you'd always want to be, and I just feel very blessed. I'm a father now, and I do my best to try to carry on that tradition. So today we have a very special show. We have my great friend, Billy Laufer, joining us today with his daughter, Alexis Laufer. And we actually found out recently, Billy shared with me, he has his son, Matthew Berger, who's going to be calling into the, to the station to tell us about this wonderful story they have, how they found each other after all these years. Matthew, a man, he's going to be 49 years old, my handsome friend, Billy. Laffer just turned recently 75 and his wonderful daughter Alexis. And we're going to explore fatherhood and the father's love. Remember to follow us on YouTube, subscribe, and also like and follow us on Facebook. Uh, Billy, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Todd? I'm doing wonderful. Ah, I know you have a golf uh, game coming up later today, so thank you for coming on Father's Day. It's Father's Day. You're supposed to be able to do what you want. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell my wife that. And, um, Alexis, happy Father's Day to you as well. Oh,
2: thank you. And
1: thank you for joining us. And Matthew, are you with us today?
3: I am with you. Can you guys hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you, Matthew. And thank you so much for, you know, calling into the station. It means a lot on Father's Day, you know. Um, Alexis, just a little closer to the mic. Thank you. So, you know, Matthew, um, this Father's Day is a really important day for all of us. And when I heard that you were going to come on the journey of giving back and going to share with us your story and Billy's story and Alexa's story. It meant so much because, you know, fatherhood is something I appreciate more and more now. The fact that I'm a father and I'm, I'm so blessed with two young boys who light up my heart and it makes me realize there's more than just life working. And with my wife, it's about raising my, my kids. Um, Matthew, uh, for the listeners, um, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Uh, well, I am 49 years old right now. I have three wonderful children. Uh, I have two children that are twins, boy, girl, Jonas, and Danica. And they're going to be 13 this July and have a B'nai Mitzvah uh, in October. And I have a uh, soon-to-be 18-year-old son, Noah. And uh, he is off to be you uh, very, very shortly. So he's enjoying his, his last summer home. And... Uh, I uh, myself went to Syracuse University for uh, communication. I got my MBA from Seton Hall and uh, in business and marketing. And uh, somehow I, I'm in the insurance industry now and having uh, a great run with it. So uh, very exciting things, but uh, that's a little bit about me. I, I love sports and uh, spending time with the kids and going to the beach. I'm at the beach right now for Father's Day. Uh, down in Margate, New Jersey. So I uh, couldn't be live in studio. But, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
1: Matthew, I'm just going to put my headset on to be candid with you. It's a little hard to hear through the, um, the microphones. So if I can get these, these things going here. well, So, Matthew, I understand yeah. you went to the Syracuse University.
3: I did. I did. I went to Syracuse, Orangeman, and a great school, lots of fun, and uh, got to meet some great people that are still very close friends and, and business partners, for sure.
1: Matthew? Yes. Thank you. So um, I also went to the Cuse. I, I have a wonderful experience at Syracuse University. So, Billy, I, I want to go over a little bit with you Father's Day because of the fact that when I had John last year, you talked about your dad was a war hero and what a wonderful person he was. What does Father's Day mean to you? You know,
4: it's interesting when I heard you uh, describe your father. It sounds like we come from the same the same past because our dads were what they call the great generation. And um, if I had to explain my dad, it's almost like listening to you describing your dad. He was my idol, my mentor, everything in the world. He was like the greatest man that I ever met. Uh, He passed away about 15 years ago, cancer, similar. And, um, you know, he, I attribute, I attribute his qualities uh, to what the qualities that I have in my life and how I've been taught and learned how to bring up a family and how to love my family and how to be a good dad and how to make sure that family always, always comes first. Um, You know, and as I've gotten older, my priorities, and you people who are getting older will see. I turned 75 this year, is your priorities change. You don't really care that much about your Not much, but your law practice becomes secondary, your golf game, I hate to say it, becomes secondary, and your family rises to the top, as it always should be. And I have focused on that, and uh, I'm a fortunate man. I have four beautiful, wonderful daughters, all that love each other and get along with each other and uh, are part of uh, our family on a daily basis. I'm blessed because they all live within five, six miles of my home in Morristown. I have eight delicious grandchildren um, and one coming up in September. And um, we'll, we'll segue into this, but I have four daughters and I have eight grandchildren, which are 12. And 11 out of the 12 are girls. Uh, I have one little grandson, and um, I mean, it was always to the point where I hold allow for, you know, you you can't have a boy, you can't have a son, and we're going to talk about how those things have changed, and my whole attitude on it has changed.
1: Yeah, it's a blessing, you know, you're a wonderful person, Bill. You're an accomplished matrimonial lawyer right here in Morristown, and I know your daughter Alexis was kind enough to join us today, another successful uh, lawyer in your firm, a partner there. And Alexis, for you, you know, today's Father's Day. It's uh, an important day. Your dad obviously is still with us, which is a blessing. Uh, What has your father meant to you in your life?
2: Well, my dad has always been my number one role model with my mother. They both have, they raised all of us and they really, you know, like my dad's talking about my grandfather. I mean, they've instilled the values of family, family first, always. Um, you know, we've they've kept my sisters and I close over the years and other people always comment, you know, how come your family's so close? How come your family's so close? And it's because of my parents. It's because of my mom and my dad. They always made sure we did family vacations together, no matter what age. Um, you know, so it kind of took us all out of the crazy mix of everyday life and put us all in the same hotel room or wherever we went for a week at a time. And that really bonded us. And to this day, we all stayed close. We're all within, you know, 20 minutes of each other, max. And, you know, just watching my father, which he learned from his father and how they think of family that, um, you know, that stays with me. And I want that for my children, too.
1: Absolutely. I mean, how important family is. As I've gotten older, I appreciate more and more the importance of of a family and about keeping everybody together and enjoying the moments. Matthew, you know, what's your perspective? So I I understand that you uh, recently found out that Billy is is your father.
3: Yes, for sure. And, uh, you know, I obviously wasn't raised in, in, in that household at all. Um, but family's super important uh, to everything I do. I have my kids down here for Father's Day, and um, you know the same thing. It's um, making sure I spend time with my with my kids and, and finding out uh, who my biological father was, and having very similar quality is it, just interesting uh, to see the similarities and and um, being able to know that I have four sisters and lots of uh, lots of nieces and. and uh, nephew and another on the way uh, very 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 exciting and, and fun and to see how uh, everyone interacts as a family is just amazing and um trying to do the same thing here on on my end and making sure uh, we always create those moments and have those family moments uh, more than anything else so uh, you know sitting back and, and getting to now watch and see how everybody interacts uh, very similar uh, dynamic. So it's it's super interesting and, and exciting and fun uh, and able to get extra guidance uh, from lots of other people and advice is also very, very amazing.
1: Yeah. So, Matthew, if I may. So one of the things that, you know, is the fascinating story is how um, you found out Billy was your, your dad, because one of the things that I found incredible and so kind of poignant on Father's Day is that you found out much later in life that you had a father that um, is Billy Laufer, who's a wonderful person. Can you walk us through? Can you tell us how that all kind of happened?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe years before uh, I had done a, a twenty-three of Me that my son Noah, my my oldest son, uh, had gotten as a Hanukkah present, and we had done it. And I, you know, Noah wanted to to hopefully find out he had a, a great. Uh, diverse background and found out that on my side I was 99.9% Ashkenazi Jew and that his other side had very little uh, on it so it was quite uneventful and I think a year or two later um, Billy did a 23 in May and, and reached out to us over uh, over the Connect and said yeah I think I'm your grandfather and your father would you like to meet <laughs> and uh, COVID hit and, and uh, I had a sick grandmother and, and couldn't really get out for a couple of years. And, and finally, uh, towards the end of COVID, we were able to set up a meeting and, uh, it was, it was, it was quite an amazing experience. So, um, very unique and it was very warm and, and welcoming. And, uh, it was a great initial meeting. And since then I've been able to be at many, uh, family functions and, um, take vacations and have, uh, many joyous moments in a short period of time.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing story. And and Alexis, how did this all happen that you guys found out that your dad had a, you know, a son?
2: Well, so I'm the oldest of four girls. And my whole life, I was like, I want a brother, I want a brother, and I wanted an older brother specifically. Um, you know, to beat everyone up for me if they messed with me. And I didn't have that. So <laughs> we anyway, so we give our father actually for Father's Day a gift one year, 23 and me. I think he kept it in the drawer for a while and he eventually opened it up and sent it in. And that was it. And then COVID hit and I guess he got bored and he logged on to this thing and he said, oh, my gosh, it says I have a son. <laughs> and I think we were all sitting there together in fact, because our family kind of quarantined ourselves so we could be together during the lockdown. And so all of us, it was kind of crazy. We're in my parents' house and he says this out loud. Oh, I have, I have a son. It says on 23 Me, and we're, we're all, what? And of course, my, you know, my mother says, well, when was he conceived? (laughs) (laughs) That was the first question.
1: Yeah.
4: They asked me if I got results and I said, they never (laughs) sent me anything. You know, I'm not that tech as the younger guys are, No, you got to go on your computer, dad. And sure enough, top line, Matthew Berger, 49 point something percent, your DNA biological son. I'm thinking out of a hundred, it's out of 50, you know, (laughs) And they're all with me. We're all together when we see this revelation.
2: Right, right. So then they start communicating. And um, it turns out that, you know, the answer to my mother's question was, you know, there was no infidelity. Um, it was before they had even met.
4: Yeah, thank God. But, oh God, yeah. But, uh, so Angie, you, yeah. So Angie embraced it because it was even before I met her. Right,
2: right. Oh, yeah. And she would have anyway. I mean, she, you know, so we're all excited. We're like, when do we get to meet him? When do we get to meet him? And so my dad ended up meeting with Matthew first before we all did, because we're a pretty big group. I think there's like 22 of us all, all combined with all the kids. Um, and then we all got the chance to meet Matthew as well over, I think it was summer of 2021 was the first time we all met. And it was just really cool. And we, he's cool. Matthew's awesome. <laughs> right,
1: so, you know, Matthew's, you're a handsome devil. So, you know, Matthew, when you found out, though, what was your family's reaction? With your, you know, your beautiful kids, um, what was going on? What was going through your mind?
3: Um, you know, for 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 us, it was they were excited that we have. Uh, I'm an only child. You know, I was uh, raised an only child, so I had always wanted. Um, specifically sisters, which is funny. I don't know why I never wanted a broke up brother, but I specifically remember going to to school and asking when you sit on Santa's lap back in the day and asking what you want. I said I want a sister for Christmas. <laughs> I was Jewish and he said you have to you have to ask your mom for that one. <laughs>
2: uh
3: and uh it never happened. So um I was I was ecstatic to, to know and um my children were super excited. We we uh went down to the beach and have had a couple of visits, but everyone was really excited. And it's still really, we haven't had a, a lot of chance to interact, but they're always asking questions and uh, wanting to, to visit. And so there's a, a lot of excitement around the children and having um, cousins and, and just the whole family atmosphere, because we really love family and to see how their family operates and uh, gets along. I think they're excited to be a part of that as well. And uh, Danica has two brothers so to know there's lots of girls that she's able to play with she's super excited and uh, hopefully this summer everyone will get to get down and and meet each other and and, uh, have some fun together but certainly uh, lots of excitement and and for me um, to get to know my biological father uh, who I thought my biological father was wasn't the best person so to know that uh, I have a good good background is uh, refreshing and nice and uh, just an amazing experience for everyone everyone's super excited and i have to say uh, angela's super welcoming um to everyone as well she's been amazing and uh, really really a great family atmosphere all around
1: yeah you're talking about billy's wife Andy. you know, i just want
4: to say one thing which is something that always stands out with me the first time matthew and i met Right. Matthew is with Aflac. He's a big shot over at Aflac. And, you know, you meet your son. How's he doing? So we met at his um, he has an office in Fairfield, a branch office. And we met at a little restaurant there. So I pull up in my car. And next thing, this Tesla pulls up next to me and out steps Matthew. I said, he's doing pretty good, I guess. He's got a nice Tesla. He's got a branch office here. He's a big shot at Aflac. So we sat down and we had a lunch together in this little restaurant because it was right after COVID. And we talked for an hour or so and then we were leaving. I'll never forget this. I don't know if I've ever said this to Matthew. We walked out, and we looked at each other, and um, I said, I can't wait till we meet again. It was so wonderful and, and endearing to meet you, and I went to hold out my hand to shake his hand, and Matthew looked at me, and he looked at me, and he gave me a hug, like, put your hand down. He gave me a hug, and It was a long time before that hug ended, and that was pretty special to me. Matthew, my left-handed son. Nobody's lefty but me, you know. Good ball player, like his dad, and um, we look we, we look alike, sort of, you know. And my oh, yeah. daughters always comment when they're with him that uh, Matthew, you know, that some of his mannerisms, you know, are similar to mine, and it's pretty special. So he's been ingrained in our family, and the only regret that I have is that I didn't know him sooner. Yeah, it so, wasn't uh, part of his past, you know.
1: It's a beautiful story, you know, Matthew. One of the things you know in life because it is mysterious, you never really know. Is um, to reflect on this, you know. You you just you're forty nine, right? Yes,
3: forty nine yes. years old. I'll be forty nine uh, September twenty
1: second. Oh well, that's uh, not rush it. I'm born on the twenty third, so um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, a little older, but I can't tell you my age. I'm like Zsa Zsa Gabor, you Gabor. Know, I don't like to talk about my age, but I, I wanted to ask you, you know, going through life and not knowing who your biological father was, have you reflected on that now that you, do you feel more complete? I mean, how, what goes through your mind, like reflecting on it?
3: Yeah. You know, um, I never knew who my biological father was, um, but I was adopted at age, war and uh raised by by Roger Berger and uh, I had a pretty good childhood so I never really was super curious because I really had a, a pretty good upbringing I had a, a mother and a father that were constant and had everything and um were able to send me to Syracuse and support me through all of that so um you know I was always told though that, that my biological father was just bad person and all this stuff and and, and uh, who we you know and, and all that and so um, to know that I, I don't have that in my genes is is, is very refreshing and uh, and now to know and and, and as as Billy said and, and my father said, um just to see the, the similarities and to uh look at the mannerisms and to to be able to see uh similarities in in my sisters and watch their children is just a wonderful uh thing because I was raised as an only child and um to to have an instant family and to have... Uh, people to go to um, just for advice as well uh, is amazing, and to watch them get to raise their children uh, is is great for me. So, um, you know, uh, to, to to get to see your your biological background without knowing for forty nine years or having uh, a misconception is is really really amazing, and to get to learn and and try to soak it all in and catch up for lost time and. Um, is really important and just to get to know everyone really well uh, as people.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things is because the Laufers are wonderful, beautiful people. Is how welcoming they've been. You know, Alexis, I understand. You know, I hate to say women's age. Am I allowed to say your age? I know you're allowed. All it's right. okay. I do get, I get <laughs> myself in trouble. Your dad's a big golfer. I was joking, you over there with one of those hybrids, one of those new uh, stealth hybrids. But no, you know, you had a big 40th birthday, and I understand that he actually joined you guys in
2: Napa. Right.
1: Well, tell right. us about that. Like, how was that experience? All of a sudden, you know, you're going through life, you and your, you know, your three sisters, and then all of a sudden, you find out you have a, a brother that you always wish you had, mm-hmm. and and you're you're gonna turn forty, and what made you decide you? Know, I want him. I want Matthew to join us.
2: So, um, I'm divorced, and for about five years, and I'm. I was turning 40 and Matthew was actually uh, going through his own divorce at the time when we all met. And so we had a lot in common Um, and he has a wonderful girlfriend uh, who had come down the shore to spend a couple a day or so with us at my parents shore house. And we were all kind of hanging out. My boyfriend, Matthew and his girlfriend, I said, you know, we're going to do this trip, I think, to Napa in February of this year so in 2023 we just went and you guys should come because we don't have any other friends who are (laughs) childless once in a while and so he said okay we'll come and that was it and so we planned it together and it was a phenomenal trip it was right before the Super Bowl so Matthew and um, Missy had to jump out and jump on a plane because they had to go see the Eagles play because they're big Eagles fans. Um as is my boyfriend actually and we had to sit in Napa in a Eagles bar one day and not do the wineries because of it. But we we ended up meeting out in Napa. We had a phenomenal time. Um and we had spent time together before but it was during this trip that I was really like, this is my brother. This is my father's son to a T. I mean, they're both the most generous, outgoing, happy people, um, just full of love. And I mean, it's interesting to me because people say, you know, you're born a certain way or it's the way you're raised. And Matthew wasn't around us until he was in his mid forties. And he literally is... Our father to a T. And I think that's so. I think you are born with, maybe it's a mix, but a lot of his personality clearly was born with. And it, you know, I don't know Matthew's mother, but it, you know, he's really similar to our dad.
1: Yeah, pretty awesome. So, you know, Billy also, since you're holding up so magnificently, had a recent birthday, 75, a nice milestone to say the least. And I know also Matthew joined you. I invited only, I
4: invited only family. And, of course, Matthew got the nod. Uh, and him and his his girlfriend, who we love, Missy, uh, were invited. And, you know, he's down in Philadelphia. It was whatever... Sure enough, he shows up. Uh, both of them show up, and it was uh, it was just wonderful. I had my wife, I had my daughters, I had my son uh, with all the uh, the uh, their their spouses, and uh, it was a magical day. Uh, and you know, I had a book. They my daughters gave me a book, the seventy fifth, and there's some great photographs in it of all of us, including Matthew and whatever. And it was uh, amazing. The only bad thing I could say about Matthew is that he is um, a. Phil- fan.
1: Yeah, that's what. I know. So
4: we got a big rivalry between the Yanks and the Phillies, but you know that will never change. So maybe we'll meet in the
1: World Series
4: someday. Who knows?
1: Yeah, no, I know. You know, Matthew, I wanted to get your perspective. <laughs> you know, so the Loughers. I mean, obviously, you're just getting to know them, but what was that like? Feeling, you know, now part of a family that you didn't know existed that is part of you now and you get invited to these really monumental milestones in their lives. What was that like?
3: Yeah, I have to say it's pretty easy if you know the, the laughers and um, Angela and Billy and everyone as soon as you as soon as I walk through the door the first time, um, everybody you know you think you'd be nervous or, or, or um, anxious and immediately uh, everybody makes you feel as family, And uh, just made it really, really easy. So it's been an amazing experience each and every time It's getting to know everyone. It's hard to, you know, you have a lot of new people just remembering everyone and uh, everybody's husbands, just everyone has been super duper welcoming and and makes it so easy and um, really natural, right? You you know, you'd think there'd be awkward things and um, just very natural and, and like you can just see the similarities in, in, in everyone. And it's, uh, it's just been a wonderful experience and and really made easy by everyone in the family. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's it. It, it, It's just really loving and warm to know the Laupers, And, and, um, I think they make everybody feel that way. Even people outside of the family, everybody feels like family when you go to their house, it's warm and welcoming uh,
1: and everyone is, is kind. So, um, it's just been amazing, for sure. I want to talk just, you know, interestingly, I was at Alexa, it has a beautiful house, and I was there on Halloween, and and, and your dad, you know, dressed up as the one of the Yankee greats, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> All right. And it was like striking because I'm like, wow, this Billy Laufer, he's really into the Yankees. And he had he had shared with us last year when he came on the show about going to, uh, you know, baseball Yankees fantasy camp. And I know that you're a big Phillies fan and you, you also love baseball. Am I right, Matthew?
3: I do. I have uh, season tickets for the Phillies. I've had them in my family since they were in Connie Mack. So we were in Connie Mack, the vet. Now we're in Citizens Bank. I've done the Fantasy Camp five or six times, I believe. (laughs) I used to do it when I was a little younger. And uh, yes, certainly love baseball. I'm I'm friends with some of the old-time Phillies. I uh, try to get around to all the events. So uh, I just did one at auction where my kid's going to shoot hot dogs with the Philly Fanatic at a game this season into the stands. So (laughs) Uh, it's definitely a a super fan and uh, love it. Love baseball. Love going to the games. I love that they're a little bit shorter now. So that's also uh, a little bit nicer to make it out to a couple extra games this year Um, and and hoping to uh, catch a game with my father and my sisters and, um, you know, again love 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 to get after the, the ballpark for sure
1: yeah you know what's only interesting and striking is you both love baseball you know billy was an accomplished baseball player he was all state and uh, he actually tried out for the bigs for the big leagues and uh, i know he's one heck of a player and he loved baseball you love baseball and i just found that interesting now also if i heard uh billy correctly you're also a southpaw you're a lefty
3: uh, I I am a both. I play baseball righty for sure but I do most everything else lefty Interesting. I, I eat lefty I uh, write lefty but for some reason I throw righty and I play golf righty they probably uh, switched me around when I was a kid I kind of can use both hands pretty well so yeah right. um, Good. But I did not throw, I threw, I did throw in fantasy camp already, though, righty.
1: No problem. So, you know, one of the things, you know, Alexis, from your perspective, now that you had a chance to digest the fact you have a brother, how has it changed your life?
2: <clears throat> you know, it's... I mean, it's even hard sometimes. I think we all know that as parents ourselves to connect with your family. I mean, even my sisters who live close by, you know, we'll see each other. We always make an effort at least once a month or twice a month even. Um, But, you know, I find myself reaching out to Matthew even more sometimes than my sisters because you know, just to check in and or get advice about certain things, um, you know, and we're always trying to get together and make plans. So it, it it's a whole nother facet to my life. And I think I was saying, as as adults, you only have a certain amount of time, right? Like, I don't need any more friends. I have my friends. I barely have enough time to spend with them anyway, but I do find myself reaching out to Matthew more than even people I've known for a long time because I want to spend time with him. I want to get to know him. And, um you know, when we were even out in Napa, I just felt he was, he has this like protective vibe to him. And I was like, this is why I always wanted a brother, you know, (laughs) because I I wanted, you know, where were you? And I, you know, when we first found out we had a brother, um, I think one of the first things that we said to our father was, you know, we feel so bad that he didn't get to know you until now. Right. Because you're such a great dad, you know, he's, he's the best. And, but you know what? No time like the present. And we all get to experience each other now. And I think that's what's important. No question.
1: You know, we're going to take a short break and be back in 30 seconds with the Laughers and their, and Billy's son, uh, Matthew and Alexis's brother, Matthew Berger. Please come back in 30 seconds.
0: The Todd Leonard Show is sponsored by the Leonard Foundation, whose mission is to support the children and families who are battling pediatric cancer and those in need of food and assistance, women's shelters, and other important social services in the community. They also proudly support those fighting pancreatic cancer. They feel it's vitally important to help those in need in our amazing community when they need us the most. Please join them in extending a helping hand and go to leonardcharity.org and donate now. Together, we can touch many lives.
1: Thank you for coming back. So, you know, Billy, last time I had John, which is a great privilege on Father's Day especially, um, we both had a chance to talk a little bit about, you know, being a father and also obviously our late fathers. And you lead by example, Billy. And one of the wonderful things, you know, you had introduced me to Rabbi Lubin, his amazing daughter Rivka, I had them on a few weeks ago because of you and your introduction. And that's one of the mysteries of life. You know, if you hang around good people, you sometimes meet other great people. And it's a beautiful thing that you're able to have a chance to introduce, you know, maybe these wonderful folks. I know it's important for you to give back, Billy. I know that you have informed and guided your life. I know you're wildly successful in matrimonial. I've been practicing a very long time very accomplished, tremendous reputation. But why did it become important to you deciding to get, you know, give back? And well, this show is called The Journey of Giving Back. That's why I love the show.
4: Well, you know, I will say something to this, Todd. Um, you and I have a lot in common. And you ask me that question. You know, if I asked you that question, your answer and my answer would be very similar. All right. This program that you have right now, what it's all about, uh, is, is so special. I like being here because of what you do, what you do and what you do for others and give to others. And people that are listening today and listen to you every week should, should embrace that and they should give. Like, I mean, you do this. This is pro bono for what you do, and you do it because you want people to give back to, to people that, to, with cancer and, and, and children and things of that nature. You know, it's very special. I have that same thing. I have been brought up, and I am so fortunate in my life, you know, basically to have healthy children and healthy grandchildren. And then I find Matthew and his family, and everybody seems to be doing okay, why shouldn't we, who have so been so privileged, give back to others? And I've always engaged in charities that have been focused upon children. Children, because I think that's my heart where I want to give back, whether it's when I was the president of the D.A.R.E. program in New Jersey, where there are kids keeping them off drugs, whether it's the um, the Goriab Children's Hospital that I've been involved in. I've been involved in the New Jersey Special Olympics, all having to do with children and giving back to children. And when you go to people and you try to have a gala or, or raise money and you ask them to do something for children, it's a lot easier ask and people focus on more than giving to people that are. You know, in a different era, like older people or other or other charities uh it's easy it's easy and and as you know, and you heard Rabbi Lubin talk about it, when you he has thanksgiving, he delivers a thousand meals to people that. basically live by themselves, you know, and can't go out and have a Thanksgiving dinner and can't go out and they're in their homes and you ring their door. We do it every year. Thanksgiving, we go to him and he gives us, I don't know, 50 dinners and we go and ring a doorbell to a little old lady who lives by herself in 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 a senior citizen's home and you ring that doorbell and you give them a Thanksgiving dinner and they look at you and say, thank you. Who gets more pleasure out of that? They or we? We do. The giving is so rewarding, and I've instilled that in my children, and all of my kids are involved. And so Alexis is great. She's very, you know, philanthropic. She's very involved in activities that give back, and uh, like you. And nobody knows that, but I'm going to tell you right now that you guys need to know that we are related, too. I hate sound scared of the audience <laughs> I'm scared, not, you're not my son uh, <laughs> so Hold on, distantly, but my point is is that we have that in our you know in our blood and in our in our genes and uh it's it's a giving thing and um I instill that in my kids, and I welcome everyone to do it for their children for their for their children and uh it's maybe what Father's Day has something to do with that the fact that you know there's nothing like being a father and there's nothing like having children that love their dad and for him me to sit here you know. As far as Father's Day is concerned, this is probably the best one I've ever had so far. I have my son, who's brand new you know, to our family, who's saying things about me that I've never heard him say before. I mean, I'm overwhelmed by listening to what Matthew has said today. And then my daughter about the things that she said. She said them before, but to hear them again and to hear how it makes you feel like you've done a good job. And you know, when it's all said and done, isn't family what it's all about? You know, I don't want to get grim, but if you walk through a cemetery, okay, do you ever see on a headstone uh, Club Champ? No. You ever see in there, great lawyer? No. How about loving father, good family man? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And I and that's what we should all strive for.
1: Amen to that, Billy. It's a, you're a wonderful person. You know, Matthew, you also have a huge heart and you also give back. Can you tell us some of the things that you've done through your life? Because I know how important it was uh, being adopted and you're so involved in the community as well which I think is beautiful and wonderful. And then, you know, Alexis touched on it. Is it genetics? Is it how you were raised? Is it a combination? But tell us a little bit about the things you've done in your life to lift up and elevate the community.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, and I, I never knew that all the different um, charitable work and organizations that, that uh, my father participated in, um, but very similar, all of the foundations and charities that I'm on the board or, or give money and time to, because I think time is, is just as important as money and a lot of these things. Um, all of that I do are also related to um, children. Uh, I give a lot of time and, and focus my sales operation on uh, children with cancer. We donate time and money to the Atlanta Children's Cancer Center, uh, which is one of the top five children's cancer centers in the country in Atlanta, Georgia but they're also part of the Children's Miracle Network, which also when they're coming out with these cutting edge um, treatments are, are getting them across the country to all the children that need them, including children right here at CHOP in, in Philadelphia. So uh, we do a lot with the, with the Cancer Center with our time and, and a lot of, uh, of money. We're, we're in the circle of care. Um, and and uh, I actually just have a little uh, plaque they sent me this year that they do each year that's one of them. But then also, uh, when I was up in Connecticut, uh, I worked with a with a uh, a woman called Stacy Stacy D. Sabella who started the Harbor Lights Foundation, which was a foundation for children with autism to assimilate them into the community and set up a, a board. And we, she was trying to get a camp off the ground to get autistic children in these summer camps with just typical children, so that way when they were out in the communities, local communities, they would all know each other and, and know how to work with each other. And uh, it went from just a little operation to them running out baseball fields and running brew festivals and huge uh, charitable uh, donations coming in. And they now own their property and own the summer camp and are are thriving. And uh, when I moved to Pennsylvania here, uh, I just got asked to help um, on the Haven uh, Foundation. And it's a foundation for uh, adoptees and foster children. So everything just based upon helping the children because they're the future and uh, certainly same thing i've been blessed to have healthy children so uh, and, and blessed to be able to uh make enough money to give back so we try to do that and help the younger generation and uh, also just take part in the community um and, and inspire others to do the same if they don't have the money i know even my, my kids will deliver food um to senior citizens that can't make it out to get their food and help box it up. And uh, they really enjoy doing that and just trying to instill them uh, to take care of the people that that will eventually uh, or have taken care of you.
1: So, Alexis, I mean, I don't want to leave you out because I know you've been involved (laughs) in the Women's Club and done so many wonderful things. Tell us a little bit about a little bit about the things that you've done over the years to lift up the community, make the world better, because, you know, your dad is a shining example, And I always believe, you know, if a a dad or mom is leading by example, the kids watch. Words are words, but actions really is the rubber hitting the pavement. What about you?
2: Well, you know, it's uh, first of all, I think it's impressive that you have these two men here on the and and you as well, three of you. um, And everybody here has crazy careers and jobs, very time consuming, but Everybody takes that time. And Matthew mentioned it. Time is even more valuable than money. Sometimes takes the time out of your career and your busy day to donate and give. And it is it's a lot of work. I mean, it's it's a huge commitment, but it's so rewarding. Um, So I am a family law attorney with um, at my father's firm. And I became introduced to an awesome organization in Morristown, JBWS, and they provide a great deal of assistance across all levels to domestic violence survivors and victims. Um, So I start, I got in touch with their organization. They have a safe house where they provide housing to men and women um, in a safe environment where their children can live with them. And during COVID, actually, my uh, uh, junior women's club, we came up with the idea that, you know, these mothers who are there on Mother's Day have nothing, right? They wake up in the morning and they're there with their kids. And it's a sad time because they've kind of escaped a household of abuse. So we said, let's give them something to wake up to. So we um, I've done it three years in a row. Now I've chaired the event where we make Mother's Day gift baskets. We started with, you know, we've delivered between 40 to 50 however many women they have there and it's a members only event We I get the baskets our firm donates the baskets and all the wrapping supplies and our members fill them and I always say alright $30 limit and every year they go over I mean we're talking like hundreds of dollars of gifts in these baskets and then we hand deliver them to the safe house and we never get to see pictures because everybody's there under protection but the you know, reviews back from the people who run the safe house are like these women come downstairs and their eyes just like well up with tears. They can't believe this is all for them. And we make their kids. uh, We find out how many kids are there and we give them boxes that they can make cards for their mothers um, to give to them on Mother's Day, too. So that's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, And, you know, a lot of the Thanksgiving food drives and Christmas holiday shopping for underprivileged children and families as well.
1: That's a beautiful thing. So Billy, I mean, listen, I mean, as a father, cause I'm a dad and listening to your son, Matthew, and your daughter, Alexis, how does that make you feel? Tell us about it. Well,
4: there's a saying that I have and it fits very much into this. And it says, only if you like perfect. And that's what I think about it. No one's who's better than who's better than this. And if my other three daughters were sitting here with us today, I guarantee you they would be saying the same thing as Alexis is. They all are involved. They all give back. They're all it's wonderful. So how do I feel? I don't know. I'm good, you know. I think I made it. What can I tell you? I mean, I, I think I made it. What can I? What more can I tell you? It's a, it's the best feeling in the world. And I instill family, family, family. And Alexis said, you know, we've always kept. You know, I rent. I get a place down the Jersey Shore for the month of August. Big house, sleeps twenty. And you know what? We fill it. And they're all there the whole month of August. My kids, my grandkids, the in laws, the son in laws, and uh, we all. We all communicate and stay tight and stay together, and uh, it's becoming less of an effort. It's becoming more of a of, of just something that happens. So, uh, how do I feel? Who's better than me? Oh, God bless you. You know, with a, with an exclamation mark yeah. next to it. You <laughs> know, that's the way I feel.
1: Right, it's all and, good. Yeah. So, you know, Matthew, it is, it's so fascinating to me how you've been wildly successful in your own career, but you did find the balance. And I always ask folks, because I try to, the reason why I love doing the show is I bring wonderful people on, but also maybe it'll light the fire on someone that's tuning in, someone that's listening, someone that maybe is afraid to do something because they don't know what's going to happen. But from your perspective, you know, how's it changed your life that, you know, you, you're not only successful and you're raising three wonderful kids, but you find that the time, the balance in life. Why is that important to you? You
3: know, um, I guess there's, there's, there's. when you say you're successful, uh, it's, I think it's both things. You, you can have monetary success and then you can be a, a spiritual success or whatever you want to call it. And, and uh, I think there needs to be a, a mix because you can have all the money in the world and, and do nothing and help no one and write zero times a billion dollars is zero. And uh, if you're able to to help people and and give time, Alexis said it earlier, um, it, it's fulfilling, it's rewarding to, to watch someone come down and, and see that all those gifts are for them. And you didn't have to buy those gifts. Maybe you put them together. It was your idea that brought it together. Uh, it, there's nothing more rewarding to that. So having a, a good amount of money to get by and... and, and uh giving 100% or 50% of your time you know that whatever amount of money times that uh, amount of time is is, is priceless so um it, it just makes you feel good some a lot of times you don't even realize you're giving your time you're you're fighting for something you know you believe in i, I remember uh i just wanted stacy was doing this camp and i just wanted to make sure that the kids had a camp, and and um, I showed up, and, and Alexis said, "It's it's it's not always the most fun, but when you're doing it, and you see all of a sudden your idea turn into this little camp, for them owning the building, to a little fundraiser at the local bar, to renting out the base, local Bridgeport baseball stadium, and having food trucks and distributors coming over from all over the state, and little celebrities showing up, um, and raising all this money for for." helping the community there's nothing you can't put a price tag on that you don't get anything back other than than joy. and uh, uh my father said earlier there's a limited amount of time and, and uh, the money doesn't go with you but how you make people feel and uh your impact on the community will, will certainly last forever so um you know wanting to, to do both be successful but also uh leave something that's uh, a little more than than money and uh, is super important and really, really rewarding, and I'm hoping uh, we're able to do the same thing with this uh, Haven project uh, here in Pennsylvania. So, um, hopefully, that answered your question. But that's that's the most rewarding thing you you can't put a price tag uh, on how it makes you feel and other people feel for sure.
1: No, it's important to lift up the community, no question about it. So, Alexis, you know, from your perspective, you know, you're young, um, Matthew's young. And you guys have your whole lives in front of you. Um, What are your thoughts about the future now that you have a brother? And it's kind of interesting. He always wished he had a sister. (laughs) I didn't know that. He always wanted a big brother. Learning things today. I know Matthew. I haven't met him in person, but he's a strapping, handsome guy, nice size guy. Very tall. Yeah, it's a tall guy. I'm only
2: five foot. Matthew, how tall are you?
3: I'm six feet, and and it's funny that my my girlfriend Missy's about the same uh, height as Alexis. So we right. go out so together, and yeah, everyone we look like bookends. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's certainly funny, but it's um, yeah, yeah it, it's it's amazing to have a, a, a sister who mm-hmm. you can just bounce stuff off of as, as a person going through similar things and and kids, and it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, so I wanted to explore with Billy and Alexis a little bit about the practice of law, only because it is Father's Day and my dad was a tremendous trial lawyer. I learned so many things from my dad in the courtroom, but probably more importantly, outside the courtroom. And everybody asked me, you know, Todd, why did you become a lawyer? Why this area of law? And I was like, well, my dad was my hero. I saw my dad do his thing. Like my dad is a young kid. I used to go with him to work every day, um, it, you know, in the break in the summertime. And when I was at break in college and, you know, even in law school, I worked pretty much full time with my dad and I, uh, in my third year of law school at Seton Hall. And, and it was very fascinating because in life you go on a journey. So, you know, Alexis, I was curious because obviously you're a, a great matrimonial lawyer in your dad's practice. Why did you decide to become a lawyer?
2: Well, I actually didn't <laughs> I was didn't want to become a lawyer necessarily. I wanted to go into advertising. Um, but then I went to I did this awesome was supposed to be awesome internship between my junior and senior year of college at in a big ad firm in the city. I hated it. So I said, I'm going to take the LSATs. I'm going to go to law school now. So I did. I went to law school, went to Seton Hall Law in Newark. And um, I came out and I said, okay, I'm going to, you know, the only type of law, if I go into law would be family law, because that's what my father does. That's what I know. I mean, he would come home at night, um, you know, every night was like, dad, what, ha- what happened at work today? Tell us a great story. Because it's, it's people it's, you know, it's, it's not, you know, we're not dealing with big corporations. It's like the nitty gritty of human emotion and how to resolve things and how to, you know, people look at family law and divorce attorneys, like the worst people in the world. We're actually helping somebody every, all of our clients through the hardest time in their life. Um, and the, you know, it goes back to that reward thing, you know, the the feeling that you helped someone. And, and at the end of the case, when, you know, they resolve their differences and they final you finalize their divorce, you know, you'll get these wonderful um notes or even just a hug or a letter from a client saying thank you you changed my life you helped me through this i made it and for me it's interesting to and and rewarding to have a client come to you in the beginning of their divorce and they're kind of a shriveled up you know nothing of themselves and i say you could do this. You could do this. We're going to get you through it. And at the end, you're going to be 10 times stronger. And I see the transition as we go through the process. And by the end, they are. They're strong people. They're Mm -hmm. happier. And, you know, it's always about the kids, though. You know, what can we do to make your children's lives better, get you both through this in one piece? And the reward at the end and, you know, and helping people is, I think, why I wanted to go into family law and then the chance to work with my dad because we see each other every day. It's great. Um, You know, we work on cases together. And, um, you know, he taught me. I went, you know, we would go to court together when they had court in person, at least. (laughs) And um, it's just it's a great experience. I get to, you know, get to be with my dad every day. You know, it's who, a blessing. And awesome. I feel the
1: same way. You know, Billy, from your perspective, you know, because I know my dad, my late dad, and, and on Father's Day, I mentioned I always wanted to make my dad proud. And I was blessed because my dad said he was proud about me and I meant the world. From your perspective, you know, it's Father's Day. You know, you're sharing a lot of your own personal journey. You know, Matthew joined us, your wonderful daughter. And um, from your view as a father and having your daughter basically following your footsteps, what does that mean to you?
4: Well, first of all, I think you can understand and see why Alexis is probably the best associate who is now a partner that I've ever had in my 50 years of practicing law. I don't have to say anything more than than listen to what she just said. Because it's true, um, when you help somebody with their children, you know somebody moves out of the state and you go to court and get this child back so dad or mom can be with that child they are your friends forever because when you do something for someone's child they are your lifelong friends and they are grateful and the reward that you get to be able to do that is unbelievable it's wonderful so i i'm different than you where your dad was my dad was not a lawyer Okay, my dad was in the carpet business. It was Laufer for Carpet out of Newark. So um, I didn't want to go into the carpet business. Okay, I went to college and then I went to uh, law school not to become a lawyer. I went to law school. I have a different hit past than you. I went to law school to, as opposed to, if I must say, the Vietnam War was hot and heavy at the time. And I really didn't feel like going to Vietnam. So I applied to law school. And I got in and I went to law school. So I got a deferment to go into the army. Bottom line, is after law school uh, I went and started practicing with my cousin who was a very successful attorney that did what you do he was a big-shot personal injury attorney very successful but he also did matrimonial law so I started working for him and it became to a point where I was getting really good at this matrimonial stuff I started to love it just like Alexis is talking about it was so rewarding to me so I decided to go out on my own and lo and behold I was a divorce attorney and I've been that for this is year 50. All right. That I've been a matrimonial lawyer Uh, and I used to do personal injury before I did that. But uh, and I love what I do. And people say to me, Laufer, you're 75 years old. It's enough already. When are you going to stop doing this? You know what? I love it. I love what I do. I like the action. Like Alexis said. Every day is like reading and reading a it's almost like a sitcom yeah. you know the stories that you hear that you think that you oh my god I can't hear anything different and no and behold someone comes in and tells you a new story you know a new adventure a new thing and a new and a new challenge to you and um, uh, look you can do look I represented my golf pro who was giving me who was uh, and I got him his I'm not gonna mention names but I got him his kid back. I get free golf lessons out for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm only kidding. (laughs) But my point is, is you you help people like that. And it's just, the give back is spectacular. I have no plan to pack it in and retire. Eventually I will, but I have no chance.
1: I love what I do. You know, there's lawyers I know, Billy and Alexis, practice into their 90s. Now I have to say- I Perhaps probably won't do that. But. They, he may have uh, been, been smarter to hang it up, but um, he loved it. So, you know, Matthew, on Father's Day, any last thoughts you want to tell us about What folks should think about on Father's Day?
3: Um, Well, real quick before that, I took my LSAT and decided to go into (laughs) advertising and and marketing. I didn't know. uh, (laughs) We didn't know that. And and I and I went to Seton Hall as well, but I got my MBA. I didn't go to law school there, so. Oh
2: oh my gosh! uh, Yeah, I
3: mean thoughts on Father's Day. um, Spend time with your children. Enjoy. Time is limited, and you don't know uh, when that time is going to go. need to make up for lost time um certainly do that today and uh reach out to your fathers and people that have fathers and um just spend time with with the kids i think it's been a, a theme throughout the show is uh you know take care of the kids and, and they're the ones that are going to be take care of taking care of you later on and uh spend as much time with your family as possible um and, and if you have any differences with your family you know these are the times to try to uh get past that and move forward uh, from things that may have happened in the past.
1: No doubt about that. I think that's great advice for all of us. Alexis on father's day, any other last thoughts about, you know, the importance of uh, your dad and in, in your life.
2: I, I mean, you know, he, he knows he's, he's the best. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better father. I'm lucky. Um, and I echo what Matthew said, you know, If you haven't spoken to your father in years or, you know, for whatever reason, life's too short, you know, reach out. There's nothing like family, um, you know, and just, you know, give your dad a hug. No doubt about that.
1: Yeah. God bless. And and, uh, Billy, just briefly for the listeners, for all of us, this Father's Day has been an awesome experience for me to have you on with Matthew and your daughter. Um, This is a beautiful story, but any parting thoughts on on the meaning of, of being a dad for all of us? Well, I'm getting goosebumps
4: as I'm sitting here listening to my daughter and my son. And do I have to say anything more than listening to what they have just said about me and our families and love and hug your father? For all of you out there, if you have a dad, you know. I don't know what your relationship has been like in the past, but I will tell you, pick up the phone, call your dad, tell him you love him, you know, and 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 integrate it into your family because uh, the bottom line is when it's all said and done, that's what it's all about. It's about family, family, and family. God Everything you, becomes baby. less yeah. significant. So, and Todd, Todd, thank you, buddy. I mean, I really mean it with well,
1: you. Me, let me just sum up. So, you know, Billy, it means the world you took time out again on Father's Day. Hope you get a hold of one later today on the golf course. Alexis, I thank already you have you so much. <laughs> uh, another one, that, and Matthew, means to you took time out on Father's Day for all of us. Father's Day is a special day. I would have to echo everyone: if your dad is alive, go visit your dad if you if you can. Hug him, kiss him. If he's not in the area. Call him on the phone. Tell him how much he means to you. If your dad's in heaven, just reflect on everything your dad's done. And most importantly, if you have children, spend time with your kids. God bless you all, and please tune in next week. Take care.
0: The Todd Leonard Show is sponsored by the Leonard Foundation, whose mission is to support the children and families who are battling pediatric cancer and those in need of food and assistance, women's shelters, and other important social services in the community. They also proudly support those fighting pancreatic cancer. They feel it's vitally important to help those in need in our amazing community when they need us the most. Please join them in extending a helping hand and go to leonardcharity.org and donate now. Together, we can touch many lives.